You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. I'm Father Randall Kazel, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Great to have you with us here today. It is a beautiful day here in Pine Island. I hope it is for you wherever you are. And indeed, every day is a good day with our good Lord Jesus, who loves us so much. And today we celebrate the feast of his grandparents, Saints Anne and Joachim. Be sure to ask them to pray for us and ask them to pray, especially for our grandparents, uh, very special grandparents of our blessed, our dear Lord Jesus and the parents of Mary the Immaculate Conception. We have a great interview coming up next with Liz Kelly. Liz, welcome to Real Presence Radio Live. Oh, thank you, Father. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And Liz, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. Uh, I live in Minnesota, was raised, born and raised here, and um, I work at the University of St. Thomas in Catholic Studies uh, here in St. Paul. And then um, over the last few years, I've been just writing and publishing more books, and I got trained as a, um, a spiritual director, and I've been giving a lot of retreats and talks and have just been moving more and more into women's uh, ministry on a variety of levels. Um, and my latest book is called Love Like a Saint, Cultivating Virtue with Holy Women. And uh, so that's one of the retreats that uh, I'm working on, traveling around the country giving right now. Yeah, for our listeners, let me interject here, Liz. It's Love Like a Saint, Cultivating Virtue for Holy Women. And if any of our mm-hmm. listeners out there want to find that resource where they can look at it or perhaps obtain it, www.lizk.org. So that's www.lizk.org. That's Liz Kelly's website where you can find her books, including Love Like a Saint. So Liz, tell us more about your ministry and your passion for helping Catholics, and now especially helping women grow closer to Jesus. Mm. You know, even when I was a little kid, I remember um, the first retreat that uh, they took us on when we were sixth graders. And uh, we went to a, a convent that was very close to us in Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. <laughs> oh, and we had a day, and we had a day retreat. Yeah, yes, exactly. I've been there many times. Yes, yes. So um, that was where I had my first retreat experience. I was probably, you know, 10 or 11 or 12. And I can remember, even at that time, thinking, this is something really special. This going away to be with God in this way, there was something about that that felt so attractive to me and so holy and so beautiful. And I kind of fell in love with um, going away to retreat for prayer and deeper communion with God even then. And uh, I went through the tech retreats that they had in southern Minnesota, the Teens Encountering Christ, and then... um, Eventually, I uh, was a retreat leader, and uh, so I've done both roles. But even from the time that I was little, I knew that there was something very special about coming away from your usual activities to seek the face of God. And I love creating an environment where women can do that. Oh, that's a gift. That's a gift to the grace for you, and then beautiful that you're sharing it with others. 
That's mm-hmm. uh, fantastic, Liz. And mm-hmm. so why why learning about the, the lives of the saints? Your most recent, recent book, Love Like a mm-hmm. Saint. Can you tell us about the emphasis on uh, uh, an inspiration to focus on some saints, especially in your book, Love Like a Saint? Sure. I was, when I was in school for uh, spiritual direction, we used the materials of a very holy priest. His name is Father John Wickham, and he's since deceased, but um, they continue to use his materials. And he had written this beautiful little book on the virtues, and he just did 12 virtues and had a, a sweet little chapter introducing each one. But then he gave dozens of Bible verses to pray with for that particular virtue. And the first time I ever picked it up, I thought, boy, I really want to write this book myself, but I want to write it for women, and I want to include stories of women who exemplify these virtues to kind of put a little more meat on the bones, you know, to sort of Mm -hmm. see it in action. And so when COVID hit, um, I had started the book, but when COVID hit and all of the retreats and everything were canceled, it gave me a window where I could really concentrate and uh, and complete the work, and um, so so that's what I did. And I I tried to choose saints that I wanted to learn about, <laughs> kind of selfishly, mm-hmm. and and ones that were maybe a little bit lesser known. But I also wanted to choose women who were on the path to sainthood at every stage. So. There's a laywoman, a venerable, a servant of God, a blessed. There are saints. So um, the title is a little bit um, uh, um, confusing in that way because it's not just um, uh, it's not just saints that are in the book, but but people um, who are striving um, <clears throat> for sainthood. And uh, I concentrated just on you know one or two virtues per woman in particular, because I think that that really helps us to get to know them a little bit more intimately. Um, If I tried to do more than one or two virtues for each of the women, it would just get to be so overwhelming. You know, you'd need to write a whole book on each of them. Yes. Um, So so this way, by just concentrating on one or two virtues, you get to know a broader swath of women um, working on loving the Lord in their various and very colorful lives. Some of them had extremely difficult lives, and and I think that watching them move through their difficulties with such grace and mm-hmm. such humanness and and such desire to serve God, even in these difficult situations, is really moving. It's very compelling. You know, this is part of how we are the body of Christ is by sort of linking arms with one another and saying, come on, let's go, we can do this together. And I really have a sense of that with the women that um, I placed in this book, that I just have all these new friends in heaven <laughs> yes. who are praying and helping and interceding, and, and one day I can't wait to meet them, Lord willing. Yes, I completely agree. Do you ever have the sense, like, sometimes the saints choose us? Oh, 100%. Uh, um, I absolutely. Do you have that sense at all about some of the the, the women you wrote about and and how you came? Sure. I think I think you were you're sharing a little bit about your strategy of of which which women saints. I mean, you you had a 
a really, really good number to choose from. And some, some of the greatest sure. saints, because some of the, what's considered the greatest saints in the history of the church are some amazing mm-hmm. women. And, and so I'm, I'm curious about any more details on the strategies you had to choose mm-hmm. who, who is going to be in this book. Right. I, I, do, uh, I did want to focus on <clears throat> more recent uh, women because in each chapter I also, uh, where possible, I provide um, quotes from them. Uh-huh. And so I wanted to, I wanted to get, uh, I wanted to collect women whose writing I would have a little bit more access to maybe than um, uh, some of the uh, saints of antiquity, you know. Sure. There, not every Catherine of Siena is as, uh, as, as um, prolific as she was, you know. That's right. So, um, so that was partly why I chose them. And also, again, just I wanted to choose women that were um, fresh and new uh, to introduce new people to them. Um, and, you know, they did choose me. I would say that Blessed Benedetta became the anchoress for the book. Oh, yes. And she, uh, I was really asking her intercession to choose the rest of the saints that would be in the book and to help me to find them. And there are many interesting stories of how they just ended up dropping into my into my lap. I'm sorry if you can hear my dogs barking in the background. That's okay. <laughs> They're probably sorry about a little. That. That's okay. Can you tell us maybe if you can share one of the more interesting stories of of how one of the saints was selected? How how did they fall into your in front of you, and it made sense for you to put them in the book? I was on retreat myself at Broom Tree, which is in South Dakota. And I remember it specifically, my assistant and I try to go on retreat together once a year, and she was with me, and I just happened to have vertigo, mm-hmm. and um, and it was really bad in the morning, so I missed one of the morning um, sessions, and I asked her later, you know, quietly, I said, what did I miss in this session? And she said, well, she was talking about holy women, and she, and she referred to this book, and there was this chapter, and she said, I remember there was one woman in there named Benedetta, she seemed really interesting. Mm-hmm. And so my first introduction to the then Venerable uh, Benedetta was on this retreat in this very tertiary, quiet way. And for some reason, I kind of felt like I got struck by holy lightning, and I went <laughs> home and I started to research her. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my goodness, how, come, how have I never heard of this young woman? She's just <laughs> going to be remarkable for single women, for women working in medicine, for professional women. I mean, she just, it was just, she was touching me so. And I wrote a little article about her. And a month or two after that, I got a call from a woman in Omaha. Would you please come give us a retreat? in Omaha, and I said, oh, I'd be delighted. How did you find me? And she said, well, I read your article on Blessed Benedetta. And I said, oh, (laughs) you know, how'd you find that? And she said, well, I had had coffee with her niece the other day, and she told me I should be asking her intercession on behalf of my son. So I started looking her up, and I found your article. So long story short, um, I actually got to meet Blessed Benedetta's niece, who gave me a a bunch of materials in English. She lives here in the U.S. Yes. Um, she's Italian, but lives here in the U.S. 
And she just gave me a bunch of materials in English that I would not have been able to get any other way. And so, I mean, you know, that's just such a crazy coincidence. And I have other Benedetta stories, too. Wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> she, she really has shown up in, in, my, in my life in a way that's quite remarkable. And, and I think it's because she wants to be better known, not for herself, but because of everything that Jesus did for her. And the way that he led her through, she had a terrible, debilitating, progressive illness. Mm. And I think of all the people with Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or people who care for them, it's like they need to know Benedetta because she modeled moving through that with such extraordinary grace um, and uh uh, so I, I urge people who are in that condition or suffering a progressive illness to, to look for more information on her because you will truly find someone who can walk with you through that. Well, thank you, Liz. In just a few seconds, we're going to go to a break and then we'll be right back. But for our listeners, to look up uh, Liz Kelly's book, go to www.com. L-I-Z-K dot O-R-G. And you'll find uh, Love Like a Saint and other books. So please stay with us. We're going to take a pause and a break. We'll be right back on Real Presence Radio Live with Liz Kelly. This is Father Randall Kazel broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio is uplifting in my life. I learn so much about my faith. Mother Angelica, I just love her sense of humor. I love the daily rosaries. I love all the call-ins from others with questions about the Catholic faith. There isn't a day that does not go by that I don't listen to Real Presence Radio. It's a great gift in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Well, about a year ago, I found a bumper sticker that said Real Presence Radio 88.1. And the next day, I turned that radio station on, and I've had a companion in that radio station ever since. I listen to it all the time on my way home from work, and I absolutely love it. I was waiting for this for years, and I'm so thankful to God that we have this in the Diocese of Duluth and in northern Minnesota and Wisconsin. So thank you, Real Presence Radio. Thank you, everyone who is generous to contribute to their well-being. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. 
From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. This is Father Randall Kiesel, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Great to have you with us this morning. And we have a great guest on with us, Liz Kelly, a native Minnesotan and uh, as a professor at the University of St. Thomas and also an author, uh, has written several books, including most recently, Love Like a Saint, Cultivating Virtue with Holy Women. And uh, welcome again back from the break, Liz. Great to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. You're welcome. And, you know, before the break there, we had this idea that uh, saints choose us. And I like to think of it like the saints are in heaven and uh, their hearts are full of love, uh, receiving God's love face-to-face, loving God back. But like God himself, in a sense, like, like imitating God, God poured out his love in creation pours out his love from the cross and wanting to draw us to receive him and to love him back. And the saints have a desire to do that. And I, I, ha- I have that as my imagery and my own devotion, that that's how they choose us. They want to love us and they want to love us mm-hmm. in the name of God and by God. And, and it pleases God to love us with and through the saints. So I, I'm wondering uh, on that experience, you have any more to say on that? And then also, what about the saints that you, other saints you chose to write about and, and some uh, why why you may have chosen them? Sure, um, I think you're absolutely right that the, that the saints do choose us. It's just so uncanny, um, you know, the ways that I got to know Benedetta and continue to get to know her. Um, she had a very unusual uh, disease, neurofibromatosis uh, one, and uh, uh, it's. Every time I go to speak on her, almost every single time I go to speak on her, I'll ask anybody has heard of that disease or they know what it is, and inevitably, maybe one or two hands will go up, and um, and it'll turn out that someone is suffering from that same disease and had no idea that there was a saint that had the same disease. And uh, I just met uh, a a set of twins, young women, who want to go on to medical school to follow in Benedetta's path because she was a doctor, and and they both suffer from the same disease. And Mm. fortunately, they've made a lot of progress on it, so it's not as debilitating as it was for Benedetta. But you can imagine the kind of, like, oh my gosh, there's a saint in heaven who actually gets it in mm-hmm. such minute detail. And um, and I think that that's partly why I chose some of the other women, because they were experiencing, um, uh, for example, Blessed Elizabeth Kanori uh, Mora was mm-hmm. married to a very abusive man. Mm. And um, to one degree or another, uh, I, I think a lot of marriages experience abuses going both ways, you know. But the fact, the way that she moved through that experience with such extraordinary patience, um, uh, it really, uh, it, you know, has served even 
um, in small ways in my own life just to think, oh my goodness, you know, she was patient with such bigger things than I am being right now with my husband, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and so it's just, it's so helpful when the saints share their lives with us in that way. And, you know, I think you're right. They're up in heaven and they're, there's such an overabundance of, of love. And, in fact, we were all created out of the abundance of God's love and His desire for us to share His divine life. And um, as the saints in heaven, they're able to do that perfectly, and, um, and, and they want to help draw us into that perfection. Um, and so uh, um, I think one of the things the book has taught me or retaught me or refreshed in my my spirit is just a sense of how real the communion of saints are and how thin the veil is between us that um that god uh, does give them a, a very special role from heaven to to intercede for us and to and to walk with us they are very much a part of the body of christ and um uh, and we are part of the body of Christ, and though we're we're in a, a slightly different position here, you know, our mm-hmm. eternal souls uh, can still be moved and touched by by those eternal realities. And I think the book and and reading about these women, learning about these women, praying and asking their intercession, and to teach me, you know, what what of your life is the most important thing I should put down in the book. Um, all of those things were answered in in such uh, such deep ways that it, it just further cemented my 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 faith in the communion of saints and and their desire to to pray with us, pray for us. Amen. <clears throat> if you're just joining us, you're listening to Father Randall Kazel on Real Presence Radio Live, and we have special guest Liz Kelly. And Liz is sharing with us about devotion to the saints, in particular her book, Love Like a Saint, Cultivating Virtue with Holy Women. If you're interested in that book, please go to her website at www.lizk.org. And so, Liz, this book, uh, is it written only for women, or could really anyone pick up this book and grow with the saints? Well, it's funny because people are like, are you going to do one for men? <laughs> and um, and I think, well, I, I would love to do one for men. But um, I think I would choose slightly different virtues to put in there. You know, sure. I think. Um, um, but in, in any case, uh, certainly it's not just for uh, women. Because my ministry focuses mainly on women, I think that's partly why I focused on women in the book. But also, um, my publisher was urging me to go that direction because they receive a lot of feedback that um, there's a greater desire to read more about women saints, that um, male saints tend to get uh, a great deal of coverage and some of the women not as much. And so it was an opportunity to, again, you know, just bring some women to the fore you know, like Venerable Anne de Gagne, I had never heard of her, and she just totally dropped down into my lap. And, you know, she was 10 when she passed away, and and um, and she was one of the reasons that um, when the Vatican was examining whether or not children could be, uh, you know, canonized or their causes could be open, she was one of the cases that they looked at. And um, she was just an extraordinarily beautiful 
young soul. And um, a nun who knew her very well wrote her biography, and it's just delightful. Um, if anyone is looking for a child, um, uh, and um, uh, she would be a wonderful one to read about together as a family, I think. Oh, thank you, Liz. Uh, and I encourage our listeners to go and see if you're interested in that book, perhaps make it a gift uh, to a loved one, www.lizk.org. Now, Liz, your book is written not just as a book, I'm seeing on your website, but it's also a workbook. Can you tell me about the structure of your book and what can make it attractive as also a learning experience with the saints? Sure. Um, I think in all the years that I've been working in retreats and in women's ministry, one thing I've learned about books is that I want to provide as many ways to engage the text as possible. So you don't just read a chapter and then you're done. I include questions for small groups for journaling. I include prompts for prayer, very specific prompts for prayer. I provide verses, scripture verses, just like Father Wickham did on each virtue. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to provide as many different ways for you to engage the text and to really assimilate it and and to then go and pray and kind of work out that virtue for yourself. Um, So most of my books tend to do that, tend to offer um, exercises of one sort or another at the end, but especially prompts for prayer. Oh, very good, Liz. And um, what would you say, who should be perhaps interested in this? Uh, Would you say you target a particular audience? Of course, women, but women, we have uh, teenagers and young women in college, Mm -hmm. mothers, uh, perhaps single persons. Is there... um, what would you suggest? Is this written for all women or particular groups? I think you're going to find every shade of feminine life in the book, from Anne de Gagne, who was just a child, to Eve Lavalier, who was a famous actress and died as a as a sincere penitent, and everything in between: married women, single women, professional women, women in the home. Uh, a religious, uh, so it's a very wide variety, and I did that on purpose. And I hope that I chose a number of younger women, uh, too, because I do think uh, the young women need to see holiness modeled for themselves in their own age and stage of life. Mm, very good. Liz, we have about 30 seconds left in our interview. Is there any, are there any final thoughts or reflections that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, just that I absolutely loved writing this book, and I hope that that comes through. But more than anything, um, I think that these women want to be your compatriots and your companions on the way to your uh, to the holiness that you are seeking in your own life. Thank you, Liz. Uh, it's great to have you with us this morning. Again, our listeners, if you want to find Liz's books, including Love Like a Saint, uh, go to www.lizk.org. That's again, www.lizk.org. And coming up next, we'll be talking to Bishop Folda about the new celebration that just happened this weekend and about some things in the Catholic Church today. So stay with us on Real Presence Radio Live. 